What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Lisa Rant's podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith. And today I'm joined by Tori of the Ready to Be Petty podcast. I absolutely love her. And today we are covering all things body image and diet culture in the media. And it's just such a good conversation that we have because I just think it's so important because honestly, we all know that social media can be like this highlight reel. We're always seeing these perfect bodies or perfect diets or Just all the highlight reels that are constantly making us feel bad about ourselves and our lifestyles. And today's rant I just think is really fun. We get to cover all these different topics that are honestly really important in how we've been able to separate sort of what's real and what's fake and how to just feel good about ourselves and our lifestyles and our bodies and just not be so hard on ourselves. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. I think you will. I just absolutely adore Tori. We just always have good talks together. And you should really check out her podcast, Ready to Be Petty. It's so on brand. So I just knew that we had to collab. I was actually on her podcast a while back when the whole Will and Jada entanglement thing happened. So we covered that. (laughs) Her podcast is super awesome. Like she hits a lot of really good pop culture topics. And you guys know I love pop culture too. So we've just been able to like have really good episodes together just kind of merging both of our you know podcast topics so it really came out awesome so I hope you guys enjoy this episode please check her out please check out her podcast I will have everything linked in the show notes so without further ado hope you guys enjoy she's Lisa and she rants you are now listening to the Lisa rants podcast Hey, Tori, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited too. Ever since I was on your podcast, I was like, I have to get Tori on. We have to talk about something because we just have so much fun talking together and I'm just so excited now. (laughs) Me too. And I feel like we picked the perfect topic and I'm like ready to dive in. Exactly. It's perfect. Like both brands collide. I love your podcast, Ready to be Petty. You guys, you have to check it out. And I don't know, it's just, this is awesome. So what I wanted, well, you actually brought this to my attention. I think it's like the perfect topic of just kind of like really talking about, what would you say? Like all things, you know, body positivity, like issues with social media diets, like all these trends that are going on, just the way that we're made to feel about our bodies according to the media and like how we should eat and all these influencers. And I just think it's perfect because it's always, it's thrown in our face 24 seven and it's just, it's really not healthy. And I think it's just so cool for us to come on here and rant about it and how like different influencers and all these things have like affected our life. So I think it's going to be really interesting So what would you say is your like relationship to your own body image or diet culture or like, have you been through some things with it? (laughs) Yeah, totally. I, I think the, the thing that I've come into my own like understanding over the past, I'd say like year, year and a half is that I definitely would consider myself like a person that has like disordered eating. Um, I don't think I have an eating disorder like anorexia or bulimia or anything like that, orthorexia, 
but I definitely am like a yo-yo dieter and well not I'm a reformed yo-yo dieter and um just kind of like in like I I feel like I was just in like a very like binge restrict like up and down in weight um for like my whole life and I think like you mentioned before a lot of that influence comes from this constant like feedback from the world and um constant constant, like I think that it just creeped up this kind of wellness um influencer and stuff like that like before like I'm 20 I'm turning 28 so before when you engaged in media you would actively pursue it more or less but Mm -hmm. now just like constant in like any form on any platform. So yeah, I definitely think, um, yeah, my relationship, it's like good some days, bad some other days, same with body image. I think it really, you know, ebbs and flows, but yeah. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I think even for me, like I was that person who was like, I used to be like very underweight just like my whole life. I have a lot of like allergies and dietary restrictions so I was just always like really small and it wasn't until like probably when I turned like 23 like just starting like a nine to five job and I'm always sitting and I wasn't that active I just you know I started to gain weight like healthy weight like nothing was wrong but I think it was just like it was such a shock to me and I was like oh my god I can't just like put on like I can't just go to a store and buy an extra small and like put it on anymore and like it was like it was it was this weird conflict I had with myself because obviously I wasn't big by any means but it was just kind of like I was struggling with my own body image and it's like oh I'd no longer have like this flat stomach and like all of these little things and I would look online like oh she has a six-pack like I wish I had that and it's like it was so crazy to me because it's like Lisa you you, like nothing is wrong with your body like you know what I mean and it's just it was just constantly looking at influencers or celebrities on my timeline making me feel like oh my bikini pictures should look like this and it's like none of that is real (laughs) like most of that is not real and if it is real it's because they have like access to the best trainers and dietitians and all this stuff and I think the body positivity movement has just been so important because you can really go down this rabbit hole of like really caring about your body image and it's it's really not healthy and luckily you know I've gotten to like a great place with my body and I just feel so great but I know that it's a constant struggle for a lot of people and I think honestly media can be like the main source of that yeah I think you bring up a lot of good points like when you're talking about how a lot of it is edited um or you know like flattering angles of of and different poses um that just are kind of like an illusion and um it's what a lot of people like strive for or have been striving for but there is this new um body positive movement and like the movement for health at every size that just um really yeah like celebrates being comfortable in your own skin and and like suggest stop like mm-hmm. pairing to other people and stuff like that and it can be really tough um yeah kind of getting out of that cycle that I think most of us have been in like for our whole lives yeah 
did you ever find a point like where you were just on social media and it just it was just making you feel bad about yourself not even just with body image but just like what you were eating or like your productivity levels or just anything like that yeah 100 percent. i think like the main ones for me is like i always think about skin because Mm. Um, you know how everything's like airbrushed and there's no pores on the model or whatever in the Instagram picture. I would always feel so bad that I'm like, are these like, are these pores that I have like normal or like, like at this acne or whatever. And like, um, so I think that that's one of, one of the big things for me. The other thing is definitely the food. Like there's literally a YouTube like type of video that is what I eat in a day. Ugh, yep. But like, it's just so weird. Like you could Google that and get, or, or like search it and get a thousand results. So I think that definitely like feels really comparative. And then, um, yeah, I think just, just people, um, yeah, that you follow that you're comparing your house or your car or your job and really not cognizy or, or um, cognitively thinking, like or consciously thinking. That's the word I'm looking for. Like, oh, they're just highlighting kind of the best parts of their lives, and and people are yes. have days and sad days and struggles that just aren't shown. Exactly, like the highlight reel, literally. And going back to like what I eat in a day, I actually tweeted about this. I I should post it like on my Instagram for this episode, but I literally tweeted like the other day about how um, like I'm so sick of watching those videos and everyone's like, I wake up at 6 a.m. and I have a warm water with lemon and then I have an avocado toast. It's like, no, you don't. Like, I don't believe that like all these people in the whole world, they all eat the same thing every day for breakfast. Like, I just don't, like, I, it just drives me crazy. Like, every time you watch a What I Eat in a Day, like, that's all they're eating. And it's just, like, sometimes maybe I want, like, some sugary cereal. Like, maybe I want bacon and sausage and, like, all of the works. And, you know, I just feel like those videos, even for me, like, I went down this rabbit hole, because even going back to skin, like, I have eczema, so sometimes I'm super, like, self-conscious when I take photos and like I I always like if I do a story I need to have like a filter on like all this stuff and I'm working on feeling more comfortable with that but I think also um I really for a while there I was like super hard on myself about my diet and I felt like oh if I change my diet then my skin will improve and like not saying that's not true but I think I put so much pressure on myself to like you know not eat sugar and all this stuff and my mom was like um, you can have sugar. Like, I remember I went to the doctor one day and she was like, and I was like, I drink too much soda. And she's like, how much soda do you have like a day? And I'm like, I don't know, just like a can of Coke. And she's like, you can have a can of Coke, like with dinner if you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like my, my, I was like, it was turning more into like this low key, like orthorexia type of thing where I just felt like I wasn't healthy enough and I couldn't eat sugar and I couldn't do all this stuff. And, um, you know, I was blaming my like skin disease on sugar and it's not like, it's not really like the reason at all. And I just feel like you can be so hard on yourself just looking at all these people online. And like you said, the highlight reel of like their perfect diets and their perfect routines and their perfect bodies, like it's not real. (laughs) Totally. I think like a lot of influencers contribute to this, whether they like mean it or not. Right. And yeah, I think it, you're totally right. I just think of like every video that's like, 
the lemon and the water. Like, I don't know why that like annoys me so much, but it's like, oh my God. And like some days I'm like that too. Like I, I'm eating my avocado toast with my water and lemon, but like, you're right. Like there's other days where I'm not. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, that works for me. And I think like, one thing that I've been really reflecting on is just how much I feel like I've like maybe missed out on or was too stressed out to enjoy. Like I was thinking about the negative effects of stress and like worry that I feel thinking about these things, whether it's like, well, if you just have the can of Coke, like Mm -hmm. it's it's like better for you than like panicking and being stressed out and um like anxious all the time about like these little things that like in in the greater scheme of things like really don't matter yeah exactly and I feel like let's like call them out like I'm I'm ready to be petty who who are some influencers that really stand out to you that I don't know maybe push something that you fallen into or someone who used to make you feel bad about yourself someone you had to unfollow like do you have any like that come to mind yeah it's funny I actually unfollowed all of the Kardashians on every social media platform yes and now if I do want to look at their content because obviously I love celebrity culture and gossip and stuff like that I just like go to their account if I feel like it. And I feel like that's a lot more healthy for me instead of just like seeing it constantly, choosing when I want to like engage with it. And I think like, so like I unfollowed all of the like Kim, Chloe, Courtney, and then um, like, especially Kylie, like I found like I was constantly judging like like she got, I think they're fillers, but like with her hips. Oh yeah. It's like that perfect hourglass. And I have those, like, they're called hip dips online, but like they are completely fine if anyone has them. Yeah. Those kind of like indents around your hips, like all of those things would just get me like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wish I would like look like that. Or I wish, um, Like if I wore that dress, that wouldn't like fall the way that it does on her and like stuff like that. So I just unfollowed all of them. I know that's, that's actually so healthy of you because I feel (laughs) like they're probably like the number one people that come to mind when you think about all of this, because they've really pushed, they're so influential in our culture, but it's been so detrimental to just body image in general. And it's extremely harmful, like being women young women who are just growing up watching these women and thinking that they're like the the standard of beauty and it's like not they don't even look like that you know what I mean and you know no hate to the Kardashians I you know I love them and I'm very consumed in their content but I just I think once I made the mental shift of like okay Kylie's body is not real like at all so it's like have you seen those like those memes online they're like I'm not ugly I'm just poor like (laughs) but not even like you're not even ugly it's just like that is you like you're beautiful the way you are like you don't even have to have money to look better like I think it's really important to teach people to look in the mirror and love what they see and that's why I talk a lot about on my podcast about like mirror work and like positive affirmations and stuff like that because 
I don't think you don't have to look like these girls on Instagram. Like you don't have to be an Insta baddie. Like if you are authentically yourself and you just carry yourself with confidence and love how you look, people will honestly respond to that. Yeah, I just, I love that. I just watched um, AOC's like Vogue Get Ready <laughs> Me. Yes, so good. A routine. And that's literally what she said is like, if you feel confident and if you love yourself, not only is that like a radical idea in today's world, but it also like shines through and you look beautiful and that goes for everyone. And I, um, obviously some days that's really hard to like put into action, but like that is truly when I think about it, how I feel. Yeah, exactly. Oh, she's such a queen. Like, I'm obsessed with her. Like, seriously. Me too. (laughs) Me too. I was like, oh, a 20-minute, like, makeup video with AOC? Like. (laughs) Yeah. Like, "Mm, I should be sleeping right now, but let me watch this. (laughs) Yeah, she's so important. I think we need more people like that. Like, and I'm going to get into it later, but I think what I really had to do was kind of, like, detox, like, my whole social media and really, like, do like an unfollow spree. I'm like, does this account bring me joy? Like Marie Kondo style. Like, does this bring me joy or does this make me like compare myself to these people? Like, is it bringing me inspiration or is it making me have comparison, you know? And I think that's so amazing that like you unfollow the Kardashians. Cause it's like, like, I still, I think I only, I don't, I only follow Kylie and Kendall just cause I like their style I don't really follow, like, I don't follow Kim. Like you said, like, if I want to see what Kim's doing, I'll just go to her profile. Um, Again, with Kylie, it's kind of like, I know that her body doesn't really look like that. And like her and Stassi are like these clones that literally are shaped like an hourglass, like you said. And it's just so like crazy. And I, you know, it's, it's entertaining and like, whatever, but I, I had to make that mental shift of like, okay, like, this is just like, entertainment. Like, this is not like what any girls like really look like you know completely yeah like if you have that like media literacy and can make a conscious like thought um and tune out those like yeah comparative ones I think it's totally fine to to follow those people um but yeah I think it's those people that you see and you just scroll past Mm -hmm. And you have those like, like, oh, I should look like that. Or I wish I could look like that. Like if you are having those types of like shoulda, woulda, coulda type questions, like I think it's like time to unfollow. Mm -hmm. Because I think they happen so easily that you don't notice. And then you like put your phone down and you're like, why do I feel like shit? (laughs) Like why am I like super sad and like feeling bad about myself and I I don't think it's usually like maybe connected instantly that that's maybe why exactly exactly and I have this this other story of this model that I had to unfollow um she's like an Australian model her name is like Isabel Isabella Mathers or something and she is actually used a lot on like Sun's like social media for like bikinis and stuff and I remember like a year ago, um, I went to Miami with my friends and I had bought this yellow bikini from Paxson that she was wearing. And I was like, that's so amazing. Mind you, this girl is like 
and like, I'm not, I'm not body shaming her at all. Like this is her body, but I had to realize that it wasn't my body, you know? So like, she's literally like a size double zero. Like her waist is like the, it's like the tiniest little thing you've ever seen. And then when I got the bathing suit, I was like, oh my God, like it looks so bad on me. And I was just like, this is like not what it's supposed to look like. And I'm like, Lisa, like, and I think it, it forced me to be like, okay, like I'm going to follow this person because I'm just like, I, every time I look at her pics, I'm like, oh my God, her waist, her waist, like, holy crap. And it's like, that's not your waist. And that's just not your body type. And that's okay. Like your body is still amazing. Like you, you still have a great body. And I think unfollowing people who just like, don't even have your, like following more people who have your body type is just so much more healthy. And I'm like, if I, I follow girls, fashion bloggers or any girls who just have my body type. And then when they wear clothes that look good, it's like, okay, like I would look good in that. You know what I mean? And just little things like that. But I, that was someone I definitely had to unfollow because I was just like, I just thought her body was like unreal. And I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, that's her body is crazy. And it's like, yes, like good for her, but like, it's okay. Like if you don't look like that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I think like you said something that was really important. Like when you said, oh, that's what it should like is supposed to look like. Right. I even remember have like having vivid memories as a kid reading like People magazine and stuff like that, where celebs like their weight, maybe they said it or um, I don't know what, but it was like this actress. I was remembering it was like Eva Longoria or something. It's like she's but one, which is my height. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she weighs 103 pounds. And I'm like, looking at what she looks like. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be 103 pounds. <laughs> we're the same. And then just thinking, you know, like, that's insane. Like, that is so wild because thousands of things that contribute to a person's weight, like biological reasons and stuff that is just like, that's just not accurate but it's just those kind of thoughts that you make up for yourself that seem so silly in retrospect but like are so I don't know defining in the in the moment yes absolutely I can't believe yeah like old magazines literally used to have their weight all the time like that was so (laughs) common I can't believe that and I, I I really like what you said about following people that like either don't look like you or do look like you. Like, I think that's another thing that I've really enjoyed about um, unfollowing accounts that make me feel bad, but following a lot of people that like in the body positive space, because um, I've just, I don't know. It's just, that's how you untrain your brain from kind of what we've learned in society is like the norm or like, the desired body type or whatever is just looking at all of these super normal women doing their thing. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Like those amazing, I, those amazing photos where like they embrace their cellulite, they embrace their stretch marks and you're just like, Oh my God. Yes. Like this is normal. Like this is what it's supposed to look like. Following those counts I think is so important and refreshing. And even just going back to what you said, I love that story because like literally someone can say like, well, I'm 103 pounds and weight is so weird. Like I, me and my friends talk about it all the time. Like the number on the scale, it just, it means nothing. You know what I mean? And I, I like, I, I encourage a lot of people to just like really stop weighing themselves if they can, because it's just like that number 
what the way that someone else looks at 150 pounds is might be completely different than the way another woman looks as 150 pounds you know what i mean so you can't like compare yourself like if you just if you want to work out and be healthier just track your progress by how you look and feel about yourself you don't really need to know the number on the scale i feel like it's just and i feel like that can lead to a lot of um you know unhealthy relationship with your weight and your size yeah that's such a good point like um i'm just thinking about like like yeah like what else can you check in with like what about um movement and with what you're eating like this week i've been super busy at work so i've been kind of you know gravitating to things um, that are easy to make and I'm feeling a little bit lethargic. So like, I'm going to make something a little greener (laughs) this afternoon or like going to, like, I'm feeling a little bit, um, I don't know, just checking in with yourself and like doing what your body needs in that moment, whether that's something maybe comforting or drinking that water or going for a walk or something. It's like not always just on this like arbitrary number um, that, yeah, really doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And the, and the goal should just be, you know, getting healthier and feeling better about yourself. And I think, you know, having sometimes these goals of like a certain number or like, it's just, it's counterproductive. And so, yeah, I love when you, when you say that. And I kind of want to talk about going back to diet culture. You know, I really love what you just said. Like you're just, you, you eat what you want to eat, what makes you feel good, what fuels you. And I think that's what food is. That's, that's the main point of food is to fuel yourself. Um, so you can be strong and healthy, but what, what is, if you have any like stories, what is like a crazy, not even crazy, but like, what is like a diet or like some type of diet trend that you've maybe tried or do you have any? Ah, <laughs> uh, I know. I, I, I haven't done anything like keto or like paleo or like anything like that, but I remember like just constantly going on and off Weight Watchers, which mm-hmm. is like kind of embarrassing, I feel like to say out loud, but basically oh. like a calorie tracking um, diet where, yeah, you track your the foods that you eat and the exercise that you do. Um, and it was like really harmful for me. Like I think that mm-hmm. – um, a lot of these kind of diets are hidden under the guise of like wellness. Um, and they just like, aren't. And for me, like, I know that sometimes calorie tracking works for different people, but for me, it just like, it became like obsessive, but like, I could never do anything like keto or paleo or like cut out gluten. Like that's Mm -hmm. (laughs) like my life force. Like I don't (laughs) Like that sounds (laughs) awful. So yeah, I think that that's like kind of the one that I've like, I like would go on and go off and, and stuff like that. And it just, for me, it doesn't work. And like the studies show that it, it really, really doesn't work. So yeah, um, just like short term results too. Exactly. And like, if you, if you look at like the longitudinal studies, like 
most people put the weight back on or more. So if they go off of it, so, and it's just not sustainable. It was, I think that's like another thing is like when people talk about these lifestyle changes, like the, the, for me, at least, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone, but they are not something that I could sustain for more than like a few months. So yeah, they are a short-term solution to a problem that isn't actually a problem. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I I feel like I see so much on the internet all the time of what people are pushing. Um, You know, obviously a lot of people push veganism, you know, which is fine. And, but I think it's just like different things work for different people. And one thing that I've seen lately is, I don't know if you've heard of like food combining. No, I saw that you wrote this in the notes. What is that? Okay, so there's this influencer named Kenzie Burke, and I feel like she's kind of been like the pioneer of this kind of trendy diet, if you want to say, especially for like a young demographic. Like if you're like a lot of these girls trying this are like 18 to like 23, like they're very young. And um, it's basically when you like want to um, eat certain foods together, like f- to improve digestion. So like her, like one of her philosophies is like, eat fruit till noon. Like you're only supposed to eat fruit till noon. And like, you can only have veggies with protein, but you can't mix protein and starch. Like it's very like, it seems really, um, (laughs) I don't even know the word for it. And you know, I'm not knocking the diet because I've, it just seems for young women to like want to try this. It just seems very, it just doesn't seem like it can lead to a very healthy way of eating um just for me personally and I've just seen a lot of people try it and a lot like I'm in a lot of Facebook groups about like YouTubers and all these people and people like talk about it all the time of like how it made them so sick and blah 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 and like it was like a whole big controversy probably like a year ago and I just see you know a lot of people people like sell this whole message of like try this diet and this will happen you'll get skinny you'll have clear skin you'll your hair will grow you'll have energy And people are just so, um, you know, we're all trying to be the best versions of ourselves and feel better, look better. But I think sometimes it's kind of like some of these diets are just like not really helpful. And also there's this new show on Netflix right now I've been watching called Unwell. And they had a whole episode on fasting and people would go like 28 days without eating. And I'm like, what? Like, why? (laughs) Yeah, I think like again, you are saying some really good points that I want to hit on. Like when you say look better, like when I was like really, really dieting, my skin looked like sallow. I think the word is, or just like, like Mm -hmm. very like kind of gray tone. Like I had huge bags. My hair looked like, cause I wasn't getting like proper nutrients. Like my hair was like looked dull and like not shiny and like just it's funny how yeah like I don't know and like you for me like I didn't look happy so I do not think I looked better even though technically I was like skinnier Mm. and then yeah some of these like fasting things yeah that like so scares me I just I think it's like if you are like hungry or you I don't know, just eat when you're hungry and don't eat when, and like, even like, I've been also thinking about like, kind of like the don't eat when you're full, but if, if that's what you need, 
if that's, um, I don't know, like that's okay too. Like if, if you, if, if that's what you need in the moment. So yeah, the fasting thing I could just, again, never do. Um, your body needs fuel to think and to move. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just so crazy. I couldn't, I like, I can't even imagine trying to do that. I know it's probably like a mind over matter type of thing, but I just don't feel like I would want to, or I don't know. It's, it's just so crazy. And, um, yeah, just touching back on what you said, I think it, it is all about really learning how to like eat intuitively. Like just what, what does your body want? Like just give your body what it wants. If you're craving something, eat it. If you feel like you need more greens, eat it. Just eat in a way that makes you feel good. I think that's just the most important thing. And I feel like often sometimes following those type of practices, you can kind of maybe drop weight even easier. If you're, if you're focusing on your stress levels, like you were talking about, maybe the stress is what is keeping, you know, holding on to some weight. And again, just really loving how you look no matter what, like once you kind of let go of the idea of like wanting to lose weight, I feel like sometimes it makes it easier and yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, though. Like, we all know how tough it is, especially when you're being bombarded, again, by these images of, like, Kardashians and whoever. It's it's just so crazy. And, like, have you seen, like, statistics of, like, all these, like, um, like, BBLs are now, like, surpassing, like, breast augmentations for, like, the most common surgery and all that stuff? Yeah, like, that is so wild, kind of what is on trend for women's bodies and like I even think about like in the 80s and 90s that rail thin like Kate Moss look was really in and then I think about when Kim Kardashian came on the scene and then it was like more like a curvy body and like it's just so weird how there's like these trends of what we think are like hot and not and what people like yeah, like get surgery for is, is so wild to me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I was watching early quarantine. I had obviously nothing to do. So I was, I watched like the whole Sex and the City series over again and I'm like obsessed. Well, I actually watched it for the first time. Like I haven't never, I had never watched it like in, in depth. And, um, you know, it was just funny, like, you know, all the women were just, you know, had normal bodies and, but they were all like decently thin but in like some of the episodes, they would be like, oh my God, does like my butt look big or like, or like just little things like that you would catch up, catch on. And it's just so funny. It's like 20, 20, 25 years later, it's like, no, like you want to have the biggest butt ever. Like you want to, you know, it's just so funny. So I don't think you should like get these surgeries because it's like what's in right now is not always going to be in. And it's like, you just need to, whatever you know, God gave you, just, just learn to love that, you know, but again, easier said than done when you're constantly being, you know, consumed by like these people who look a certain way. Totally. Like it's a daily practice that you have to be, that you have to work at, um, to really untrain your mind, um, and to like reflect on, yeah, why we have these things. And it's, it's so funny how you bring up sex in the city. Then it's like, yeah, like 20 years later, it's like, we're still talking about the same issue, but just like probably in a different way. And that's like sad. And I think we are making like strides as a society to like move into a more like healthy pace or like a healthy space, but it's, 
it's incremental change and it's, I don't know. I just think that these beauty standards, they shift, but the goal, the goalposts are moving, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it, it's just a struggle and it's, yeah, it's reflective of what our society like values and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I hope that we can move into a, a, a place that's more positive for everybody. Yeah, I agree. Seriously, like we really need it. And I, I do think, I do feel like it's happening though. I feel like, especially with like the Gen Z generation, I feel like they're a generation who's very comfortable like being themselves. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the teenagers will just post like these very raw, like unfiltered selfies and like they'll show their acne or they'll show this or they wear whatever they want. I feel like change is happening where people are really embracing natural beauty and like just you know normal bodies and I I really see that happening and I'm loving it and I try to follow more of those accounts and also I don't know I just think that the more we continue to love ourselves as like just individuals I think the more it'll help totally I think that was one of I don't know if you follow Emma Chamberlain but I think that that was one of the key reasons why she gained such quick popularity on YouTube is because obviously she's like thin and white and gorgeous, but like (laughs) her real like struggle with acne and like, um, like just showing up like she would to a friend's house in like sweatpants with greasy hair and like posting that it was kind of like the anti perfect influencer that like, exactly that I think is becoming more popular. Um, And I think she was one of, maybe not the first person, but one of the kind of more influential people to do that. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I agree. That's actually who popped into my head when I was talking. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So last thing I want to touch on is like, I want to touch on different like workouts because this is also kind of like a... um, you know, rabbit hole that I've gone down of just like following all these fitness accounts and people doing hit cardio every day. And like, I was like, well, I need to be working out more because I don't move enough at work. And like me trying to go to the gym every day after work. And it was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I hate cardio. (laughs) Like, I actually do. Like, other than like the spin classes that I take that I really love. Like, I, I feel like before quarantine, I got to this really good and healthy place where I would like, maybe take like two spin classes a week or like sometimes I would just do like a Melissa Wood Health workout like really easy Pilates using like your body weight like things like that I've learned but in the beginning I was following all these accounts and I was like oh I need to lift weights and I need to drink protein and like it was just so crazy like and I realized like my body doesn't even really react well to such high intensity like my, my body actually just likes to do fun easy workouts like little dancing little pilates spin classes you know have you ever felt like you needed to like work out a lot more or follow all these people who run a mile every morning on social media and stuff totally it's so funny because i used to hate going to the gym so much or any or like go for a run or any type of like workout like that so much And then I was like, why do I think that I don't like it? It's because I'm going there trying to like kill myself and like burn off as many calories and like 
maximize every minute and mm-hmm. um, which like again works for some people does not work for me right and like I actually like going to the gym and I go to like a hot yoga studio like three or four times a week and like love that once I found that I can go to the gym and do whatever I want and I don't have to like break my back like trying to work out that I can do exactly like that 10 minutes on the treadmill is just as good for me as like 60 minutes at like a full sprint like yeah like just when I found activities that work for me and um and yeah, just change the mindset of like, what do I enjoy and how can I do that versus like how, how many calories I can burn that I actually realized that I, I like, like being active. Yeah, exactly. That's so like, that's so true. Like once you actually find what works for you and what you enjoy, then you're like so excited to like go to that, you know, hot yoga class or that, that spin class or whatever you do. Like once you find what it is, instead of just following what you think you should do, like, oh, I should do like 20 burpees and like all this stuff so I can get the abs I want. It's like, no, like just do workouts that you enjoy. And like, that's more effective, I feel like. So that's really awesome. I love that you said that. Because you end up doing it way more because you enjoy it. Whereas before I would do literally anything to get out of going to the gym, but it's like, but if you just pick an activity that you like you'll just want to do it more so it's like it's so weird how you like can be so critical of yourself and it's I always just try to flip it to like but what about if you were like a cheerleader of yourself like how much more would you flourish instead of Mm -hmm. like I don't know like that I don't know. I'm just thinking of like a football coach or something that's like yelling at you. <laughs> like, no, yeah, exactly. I love that analogy. It's just like just cheering yourself on instead of just like forcing you to do this thing that you don't really want to do. So that's yeah. awesome. To like close out this episode, like how can we, anyone listening, how can we tell them like different ways to cope with this? Like we're constantly being bombarded with all these images of what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to look like, how we're supposed to eat. Like, what do you think are like some of the top things that help you? Yeah, that's a great question. I definitely, like I mentioned at the beginning, like still am on this journey. Like it's really hard to unlearn some of these things that have just been forced upon us for like our whole lives. Yeah. that have really helped me, like we've mentioned, is unfollowing people that make us feel bad and following people that make us feel good. Um, and that could be for anything. Like like you said about the fashion tips, there's so many girls on TikTok and Instagram that have like um, larger bodies or, or um, medium different. Tra- whatever, different bodies. Yeah on different clothes and like really showing that anyone can wear whatever they want. I think that that's been really helpful. And I think that um, obviously being kind to yourself and just think, what do I need in this moment? Is it rest or is it a walk or is it food? Like, is it, am I really hungry? And that's why I'm like being a bitch. Like, I don't know, like just check in with yourself 
is so important and, and just, yeah, just know that it, it's a change that can't happen overnight. Like it, it, it takes a a really long time to, Mm -hmm. to really get there, but it can definitely happen. And there's so many benefits. Um, yeah, there's really no drawbacks for like loving yourself and having good positive body image and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I feel like that's just the main goal with all of this is just like loving yourself and being confident in your body, own body image. And again, what you said, just to like wrap it all up is like, yeah, unfollow all those people who make you feel bad and like follow more people who have your similar body type or make you feel good or have different body types that you, you know, don't really see that often. Like just follow different accounts that, um, inspire you in a positive way or make you feel good about yourself, make you feel beautiful and, and normal and just all these things. And most importantly, just work on your own image of yourself and how you feel and intuitively eating, intuitively working out, just whatever works for you works for you. And don't compare your lifestyle choices to the highlight reels of all these celebrities and influencers, because (laughs) most of it is a facade and you don't have to be that way or look that way. So that's so important. Thank you so much. This was awesome. This is such a good conversation. Thank you. I super, super enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Tori, where can everyone find you, listen to your podcast? Please plug yourself. (laughs) So uh, you can find Ready to be Petty on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast app. And then you can follow along on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at RTBP Podcast. And I post a lot about, yeah, celebrity culture, um, reality tv and like gossip but always trying to add like a critical eye because um we have to look at some of these things both ways so it's definitely a lot of fun but also just trying to be responsible with my content as well yeah exactly and I love I love um your like insta stories all the time like you're always touching upon like what's currently happening in celeb culture and getting all of our opinions and voting on polls. So it's just super fun. So definitely follow her, you guys check out her podcast. I was all, I was also on her podcast. We had a really fun episode talking about the whole Will and Jada entanglement. And it's so frustrating. I wish we could have done that episode maybe literally like three days later. Cause it would have just been even more crazy. Cause they came out with the video, but still check it out. You guys, it was so much fun. And hopefully we, me and Tori will collab again. So yes. thank you guys. I'll have all her um, information in the show notes. So that's it for this week. And I will talk to you guys next week. Love you guys so, so much. Bye.